going through some difficult times. Robin is still, uh, still struggling with the, with the COVID stuff and not feeling very well. And then Sabrina, uh, who caught it from, who got it from Patrick, um, she's, she's really struggling and, uh, from, with her health and just not feeling good at all. So be praying for her. Um, but uh, uh, looking forward to uh, everybody being better and back. And uh, just want to say thank you to the Goldrips for, for having this, having everybody out last night. And uh, it was a good time. The kids were out running around and yelling in the, in the dark, and they had a blast. And the old people uh, stood by the fire, and uh, I was there. So I guess that makes me one of the old people. Uh, no. This, this. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't laugh too loud. It's your birthday. <laughs> It means you're older today than you were yesterday. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm just kidding. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 5 through 9. I, I, I was uh, listening to a, a, a missionary friend of mine. He's a mission, I, I wish I was a missionary in Hawaii. Uh, he's a missionary in Hawaii, and he gets to preach in one of those flower shirts and and uh, in, in, well, in Hawaii. <laughs> but the, he, was, he was actually talking about the book of Ephesians in the message that I was listening to. And uh, just reminding, uh, and it said the same thing that as we studied it that, that we found. Because the truth is in the word. It doesn't, it's not one person's opinion and then another person's opinion. There's only one truth. And, and, and I, I so much appreciate that. That, we, that you can look at the word and I can work, look at the word. And, and while it may apply to us in different areas of our lives and, and in different ways as, as the spirit works, there's only one interpretation of the word. And as, 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 he, was, as he was saying, and as I've, as I've said, the, the first part of the book of, of Ephesians is, is, doctor, is, is doctrinal. It's, it's all about what Christ did for us and what God did for us through salvation. And I, I'm so thankful that I'm saved. Think about it. Stop. Stop. Uh, we say this. We've been saying this every every week now as we've gone through Ephesians because it's it's and it's been months. I, I understand that, but I am thankful that I'm saved because there is a world of people all around us that aren't that uh, that that that, uh, that have not experienced salvation, and and you can't explain what it's like to them until they experience it themselves. Uh, David said it like this: uh, "Taste and see that the Lord is good." Uh, uh, yesterday we went apple picking, and and those apples looked pretty on the ap- on the apple tree. I mean, it was nicer uh, taking that apple tree uh, apple off the uh, the tree and taking a bite of it. It's easy. It's hard to explain what an apple tastes like to somebody else, especially one fresh off the tree. What's even more exciting is the apple pie that my wife made out of that, and I'm looking forward to taking that bite. I will be able to explain that to you, right? You have to taste and see it for yourself, but I'm not going to give you any. So I'm going to keep that to myself. Actually, she probably won't let me, uh, but uh, I'll get probably maybe a tiny slice, and that's all she'll let me have, but that's okay. That being said, understand what I'm saying about, Christ- about our salvation Man, we, we should be excited about it. It shouldn't be something that we think about once in a while that we're grateful for. Uh, our entire life is based upon this one truth, that we were lost without Christ, that we were going to spend an eternity in hell, that we were, that we were controlled by our flesh and by sin, and we, uh, we were going to be separated from God. But God loved us anyway, and he sent his son to die on the cross so that we could be saved. And not just so that we don't have to go to hell, but so that we can go to heaven and be with him. And they, not only that, it's not only just a ticket to heaven, but he's changing us and making us like Christ. I'm not what I used to be. 
I'm not, it's not that I'm just more mature as I get older. There are a lot of wicked, mature, older people. Uh, uh, I, I am saved, and, I'm, and God is changing me and making me more like him through the word of God and through the spirit of God. That's something we should all be thankful for. But in the, in the, with that doctrine, if we really believe that God's doing that, and this is the second part of the book, then we need to start acting like it. And then we no longer have an excuse to, to, to be conformed to this world, like Paul says in, in Romans chapter 12. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And we shouldn't just live like the world and say, well, you know, it's where we're at. It's the culture we live in. I don't care what the culture we live in. It, that changes all the time. Our culture versus the Roman culture back in, 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 in Paul's day or versus, versus the culture of the Persians back in, in Daniel's day. Listen, they were all wicked, and ours isn't any better. Well, they may be more progressive in certain areas and letting women vote and, and, and those things. You know how those things came to be? Christianity. Look at other countries. The westernized countries. They're all, they're all more progressive in, in, how they, in how they look at women and certain people and how they treat people. But look at the non-westernized countries, the non-Christianized countries. What do you see? What do you still see? Slavery? You'll see, still see women that are pushed, that are that are subjugated and made to be less than men. Where the, how the, how that change here? Not the progressives and the and the, and the politics. It happened because of Christianity. You, uh, you know the, uh, the 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 first uh, preacher of Rhode Island. Uh, what's what was his name? Uh, my, if my wife was in here, she could tell me. Uh, well, actually, uh, Elijah. Do you remember who? Uh, down in Rhode Island, he started the first Baptist church in Rhode Island. Roger Williams. Thank you very much. Do you know he got chased out of the, out of our country, or out of our country, out of, out of this area? Uh, out, 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 you know why he went down south? Because as a Baptist preacher, he was preaching that they should treat the Indians, uh, the, the the Native Americans, uh, more more fairly, and they arrested him. They put him in jail for preaching that he should treat men according to the Word of God, how we should treat others, and they kicked him out. Actually, they didn't kick him out and threw him in prison. He escaped and went to Rhode Island and started the First Baptist Church and founded the state of Rhode Island. Uh, why? Because Christian, uh, uh, somebody who believed in the Word of God and believed the, the, the Word of God was working in his life and changing him, believed the truth of the Word of God and decided to live like it. Uh, there's a book that I just uh, I pointed out to... Uh, I, I, I went through the books and I took out this one book. You may have heard of it before. It's called In His Steps. Um, and I, I, uh, I realized I already had three copies in my, in my library. And, and so the three copies that I took off the back, or the two copies I took off the back table, I put back out there. And then I was going to point them out to Jade, and she'd already grabbed them, or grabbed one of them. Because <laughs> I knew she likes to read. But all, that book is all about, if you've ever heard of WWJD or What Would Jesus Do? It's based off of that, that, that book. It's, a, it's, not a, it's not fact, it's fiction, but it's a good book. And there's, there's a good doctrine and a good truth taught in that. It's all about what, what our life would be if we truly lived according to the word of God against versus what our culture tells us we ought to do. Well, that's what we're supposed to do as Christians. We're, we're, we're to allow the word of God to, to, to be, in effect, the, 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 what, what guides us in every area of our life. Amen? In our marriages. First thing, if you're struggling, if you're, if you're struggling in your marriage, the first thing you should not do is go to Dr. Phil. In fact, you should never go to Dr. Phil first. 
Uh, you shouldn't go to the world. Uh, you shouldn't go to your, your co-workers that are, that are divorced and ask them what you should do. You know what you should do? Go to the Word of God because the Word of God, God is the one who instituted marriage and he'll, help, he'll tell you how to, help, how to have a healthy one. Raising your kids. Uh, don't, don't go to Dr. Spock's book. Go to the Word of God. And the Word of God will give you instruction and direction on how to raise your children. In fact, this last section of of Ephesians, what we've looked at, is talking about marital relationship, children and their parents, that relationship. And what we're going to look at today is talking about uh, how to be a a Christian at work. How to act like a child of God as an employee or an employer. Because you can't allow your Christianity to just be here at church. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to praise Jesus, and I'm going to live right, and I'm going to do what's right while I'm at church on Sunday, but on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and the rest of the week, I'm going to go act like the world. That's not Christianity. That's called hypocrisy. There's a whole lot of people that use that as a reason why they don't go to church, because there are a bunch of hypocrites here. Well, the truth is, that's true. There are hypocrites at church, but there are also hypocrites out there. So, so don't use that as an excuse to not come to church. Use that as an excuse to get into the Word of God and see what the Word of God says about how we are to live our lives. Chapter 6, verse 5 of Ephesians says this, Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling and singleness of your heart as unto Christ. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatsoever good any man doeth, the same shall be shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. And ye be masters, do the same thing unto them, forbearing, threatening, knowing that your masters also is in heaven. Neither is there any respect of persons with, with him. Let's go ahead and pray. Father God, I thank you for uh, the truth of your word. Lord, I thank you for the doctrine of, of salvation and, and what Christ has done. Uh, Lord, in my life, Lord, and, and, and how he has changed me and, and is, is continuing to change me and will change me until the day that I get to heaven. And Lord, in, in that day, I'll see the fullness of the riches of your grace. And God, I'm excited about that. But today, God, I pray that as we study your word, God, that you would help us to take these biblical truths and apply them to our lives. It is easy to just to, to conform to the world. It is easy to just be a part of the, to, to fit in. Lord, I don't, want to, I don't want us to fit in. Lord, I want us to be a shining examples of Christians uh, in, in, in the workplace. Uh, as, as God, I pray that you would help us. Lord, uh, Lord, help us just to allow your spirit and your word to speak to us. May you have your way with us. God, fill me with your spirit. Take anything that I would have to say out of my mouth and fill it with your words, Lord. And God will trust you and thank you for all that you're going to do. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. We've noticed that uh, we've been looking at in the past couple of, of uh, the last couple of verses and the last the previous, we talked about husbands and wives and how they deal with each other. There, we see this idea of submission. Uh, notice first in verse 22 of chapter 5. It says, wives, submit yourselves unto your husbands. And when we see in verse 6, we see children obey your parents. Or sorry, in verse 1 of chapter 6, we see children obey your parents. And it's, it's in there in verse 21, we also see uh, that we're to submit yourselves one another into the fear of God. And what we see in, in this, this, this pattern of, of submission to authority. And people hate authority. They're really submitting to it. 
especially here in America. I mean, the, we have our rights, and we are free, and you can't take away my rights because this is my right. And I agree. I, I'm thankful for our country. I'm thankful for our Constitution. I'm thankful for the freedom that we have that we can gather here together and that we can worship because not every country has that. There are countries today that if, we, that if we were to meet together like this, the police would kick in the door and they would arrest us. There are places in certain, there are places in certain countries that if we were to meet together like this, it wouldn't be the police that kicked in the door. It would be the Muslims that kicked in the door, the terrorists that kicked in the door, and they wouldn't arrest us. They would kill us. There are places in our world today that we wouldn't, even, that we wouldn't dare meet together like this. That if they even found that you had a Bible, that they would kill you. So, uh, praise God for the freedom that we have here in this country. I am not, I'm not downplaying the freedom that God has given us. I'm not downplaying the, 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 the freedom of speech and, and the rights that we have. I'm thankful that I can get up here and preach without fear of being thrown in jail. I may not always have that right. So they can't take that away from you. No, but they could throw me in jail. Well, that will never happen in America. It has happened before in America. And it's already happening in other countries like Canada, where several pastors, and, and you, can, you can say, well, they shouldn't have opened the churches. Or I've, seen, I've seen pastors arrested on the street for preaching uh, and just reading scripture that mentions that homosexuality is a sin. So, so don't tell me that they have freedom of speech. And in fact, they passed a law that if you don't use the right, the right pronoun, and nowadays they want to use all kinds of different pronouns, that if you don't use the right pronoun, you can be arrested or charged. So, so uh, I'm thankful for, the, for those, 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 those freedoms that we have here right now. But, and I don't want to give those things up. But the Bible teaches us submission to authority. Let's just, be, let's just be honest. We're to submit to the authority of our government unless it goes against the word of God. Now, I'm not saying that we should... Uh, if you remember when, uh, when the, the, the disciples were arrested, they were told they weren't to preach the name of Jesus anymore. Guess what they did? They went and preached the name of Jesus. Now, that didn't mean it didn't cost them anything. They got their stripes, they were beaten, and eventually they were all, they were all martyred. But they did it because it was right. But there are other things where Paul says we're to pray. Uh, Paul told Timothy that we're to pray for, for, our, for, for the authorities above us, for our governments, for, for our, our, our governmental leaders. Because uh, any governmental leader is there because God has allowed us to be. Uh, God, God's given them that, that authority. And that we're to pray and try to live uh, peaceably among them. So, 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 uh, as a Christian, uh, I should not be necessarily up in arms or fighting against any authority. And that's uh, husbands, uh, you're to love your wives and submit yourself unto your wife in, in love. Uh, wives, you're to, uh, as the head of the house, wives, you're to submit yourself unto the authority of your husband because God has placed them there in authority. Children, we, already, we talked about this last week, you're to obey your parents. You're to submit yourself to your, your parent, parental authority uh, and, and, and serve them uh, knowing that by serving, or not by serving them, but by obeying them, you're, you're, you're obeying God and honoring your parents. Now we're talking about the workplace. So you don't know my, my, my boss. You don't know my employer. Let's take a quick look at this. Well, not quick look, because I'm not that quick, apparently. 
Verse 5 says this, servants, be obedient to them that are your masters. I see here uh, uh, this, this idea of human superiors. Um, we're talking, not talking about husband and wife, we're not talking about, about uh, governments or, or children obeying their parents. Now we're talking about uh, servants uh, being obedient to their masters. Now, uh, the word servant there, uh, the correct term, and, and back in, in King James 11, the, the king wouldn't allow them to use the word slave. Uh, that's why it says servants, but uh, it literally means slave. Now, slavery in the Bible is different than slavery today. Uh, when we think of slavery, many of us think of the, the slavery that, that took place in America, and, and that's not what, the, what, what you found uh, in slavery in the Bible, because a lot of people will use that and say, well, well God, did God condone slavery? No. God never thought slavery was good. God allowed some, a certain type of slavery. It's called indentured servitude or slavery. Uh, what that would be like, and we don't, we're not going to go through all the scriptures, uh, but what, what that would be is somebody owed a great debt and did not have the ability to pay it. And they would be indentured uh, to, the, to the person they owed that money to. And they would work to, get that, to have that money paid off. Um, Jewish law was that they couldn't work for more than seven years as an indentured slave. After the seventh year, or on the seventh year, they would be released and set free. Unless they chose to stay. And, and, and by the way, not only were they set free, but their debt was, was considered paid for. So it's not the same thing as, as what you saw. Back, and there were laws about how they had to treat, the, uh, treat their servants and slaves. They couldn't beat them and, and give them stripes and things like that. And so it wasn't like it was in, in America. Uh, God never condoned what, what happened to the, the, the to, to those people who were slaves uh, in the Americas. Well, not, not just a job. They were provided food and things, but they weren't allowed to leave. They had to work for them, and they didn't get paid. But, but here, here's, here's the thing. So, so you think your boss is bad? You're not a slave. <laughs> you, have a, you have a choice to be there or not, amen? You can go find another job. There are a lot of jobs out there that need to be filled right now. You can find a job doing almost anything if you really want it, wanted to. But, but here, so, we, so what we're looking at here is, is, is Paul, or, or how, how a child of God, a Christian, someone who's filled with the Spirit, somebody who's been changed, how they're supposed to practically act uh, in the workplace uh, with, with, uh, with their employer. It says here in verse 5, servants, be obedient to them. Be obedient to them. There's subservient action. The word obedient means to, to listen to, to obey. So why well, do that? I hope so. A lot, a lot of today's employees, and, and I've I worked in the work, workplace uh, before I was pastor, I worked with a lot of different people. And it, what I've always found is people always do as little as possible. As long as I can get my paycheck. Uh, I, I, can, I can remember that there was a group of, uh, when I was a field training officer uh, at uh, the ambulance service that I worked at, there was a group of, of, of new hires that had come in. Man, they were just all laying around. Nobody was really doing anything extra. They just they did what they had to do to get a paycheck and go home. And, 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 and uh, I can remember one of them, the young guys wanted a, wanted a promotion, wanted a, wanted a full-time position, and he went in and they told him that he would never... That the, as long as she was a, the HR person, he would never get it. And then she told him why. And he goes, listen, I don't do, I'm not any worse than anybody else. You're not any better than anybody else either. You don't stand out. So I, we, sat, we sat down and had a conversation as a field trading officer. And guess what? Man, he, began to, he listened. 
And when and he listened to not just to me, but he listened. He started listening to the to his to the to the bosses, the people that were in charge. And and when they say it's time to clean, he would get up and clean, and he would do all the. And he changed. And guess what? So did his position. What not, the sad thing is, he wasn't doing it for the right reasons. He was wanting a promotion. That's why he did it. We as children of God need to understand that God has placed that person as an authority in our life. And if, we, if we're going to stay there as an employee, uh, if we're going to, 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 we need to willingly submit to what, those, what, what, the, what, they, what they're asking us to do. So we, we listen, and then we, we obey, we do those things. There's that subservient action. There's like, ah, oh, I don't need to do that. I'll, I'll do it later. Uh, well, I, I, I'm a procrastinator. I'd like to do everything later. That's not, a, that's not a, a good thing to do as an employee. You don't want to put things off. You want to, you want to do them first. We're going to see why here in a moment. But understand that we want to be a model employee, not the guy who just kind of blends in with the rest. It says, servants, be obedient to them that are your masters, according to the flesh. That's a subservient action. We're talking about these human su- superiors. I want you to understand something, that, uh, that how we act on the job should be directly related to the fear of God. Not only are we just supposed to have a subservient action, but that we should also have a solemn attitude. It says in verse 5, Be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling. Does that mean we're supposed to be afraid of our bosses? Whether he was telling these 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 uh, these Christians that they would be fearful of their of their masters, these slaves? No. We're to fear God, and God has commanded us to be obedient. So that as we as we uh, as we serve and as we listen, we're we're not we're not serving and listening to them because we're afraid of them or because we love them or because uh, because uh, because they're nice to us or we're hoping to get a raise. We we do it because God has called us to do it, and we're to be an an, an example. We're to be a light of Christ to them because they're looking at us, and we are we we as children of God are claiming to be different than everybody else. So, so, so shouldn't we not then stand out in the right way, not in the wrong way? I, I love this. Uh, so the, the word fear is talking about reverential fear. It's talking about the, uh, that, 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 being the, that fear of God. This is with fear and trembling. And I, so I looked up the word, that, that other word. It's, the, it's, a, it's a, the Greek word tremo. It means, uh, uh, means to tremble with fear. But it also means this. This idea that, that you, you don't have enough faith in yourself to do to do it perfectly, but you know that, or, but you strive to do your your utmost, your very best at it. We're not perfect. Is anybody here perfect? Do you know everything, Donnie? You've been doing your job for years. Do you know everything about your job? No, and you know that, right? See, that's the, that's the thing. There are a lot of people out there that don't know it. But I says almost. Well, you're old. You've been doing it for a long time. <laughs> Sorry, just kidding. Just kidding. Almost. Uh, <laughs> I am kidding. <laughs> Back to the message. Uh, there are some people that think they know everything, and they're unteachable. And those, those people uh, are, do not make good employees. 
Because when an employer wants an employee to, to learn something, they can't get them to change their ways because, hey, my way is the best way. And, and, and so, so we as Christians should, should not only listen to our employers, and, and, but we need to do it with fear and trembling. We're, we're, one, we're to, 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 to have that fear and trembling of the Lord that would cause us to be obedient. Uh, we'd have the, it's, it's, it's about our attitude uh, that we come humbly knowing that, that we don't know everything and that there might be a better way to do something. There might be something more that we could learn. And, and, but we're going to do our very best to learn it and do things the right way. See, well, this isn't very exciting preaching. No, it's very practical preaching. Because there are a lot of people uh, in the workplace, well, there's a whole lot less people in the workplace right now, uh, but, but there's a lot of people that are in the workplace uh, that, that, that claim to be Christians that are working just like everybody else, and we're not to be like everybody else. We're to be different. There's the subservient action, the solemn attitude, and the way that we act should be a direct relation to, to our, directly related to our, our fear of the Lord. But we also should have a, a surrendered allegiance. Verse 5 goes on to say, Be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling in the singleness of your heart. What does that mean, in singleness of your heart? It means that your mind, that your heart is not divided, that your heart is focused upon one particular thing. Now, it's not, it's not that your heart is focused upon being the best, whatever you are, but being the best Christian you can be, being a good testimony to others around you. So our heart, what our heart needs to be focused upon is not our job, but on our Savior. And if we're serving our Savior instead of serving our employer, we'll be the best we can be. A lot of times we're just punching a ticket. We're just doing a job. We're just making a paycheck. And I'm not saying that's any of you. I don't know your hearts. I, I don't follow your work. I don't listen. I don't know any of your bosses. Uh, uh, but but it's, it's important for us to understand that as we do this so with the solemn attitude that, that, that we need to be devoted uh, to, to the one that we're serving. And that one that we're serving is not our boss, but it's our Savior. But we also understand we have this knowledge that, that God has placed that person or allowed that person to be in a position of authority in our life. And so we say, okay, Lord, I'll, I'll serve them as I serve you. I'll work hard for them to bring honor and glory, not to me, not to get the promotion, not to get the money, but to bring honor and glory to your name. Have you ever known somebody that worked harder than everybody else? My dad was one of those people. I can look back at, 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 at men that I, that I know that... that, 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 that they made other people look bad. In fact, they'd have people say, hey, can you not work so hard? Because you're making the rest of us look bad. Why? Because well, they're doing it for the right reason. They're serving the right, the, the, the right master. While they're serving their master, their employer, they're, they're, they're truly doing it because they're devoted to God, they're devoted to Christ, and they're, they're, they want to bring honor and glory to his name, and they're determined. They're not going to be swayed away from it. Uh, there isn't anything that's going to draw their attention away. Uh, most people that sit in office jobs, they spend their time on, on Facebook, and it's, it's proven. 
There are a lot of people that sit there at a computer and they'll, they'll sit there with one tab open with whatever they're supposed to be working on and whatever they're on Facebook or whatever else is on there. That is, that's, by the way, if you're doing that, that's stealing your employer's time. But that's normal. That's, uh, that, that's our culture today. But as, as children of God, it shouldn't be our culture. We should be devoted. We should be determined. We should be dedicated. Our allegiance, our singleness of heart, as we do this, as we serve our masters, is, our, is that we are to bring honor and glory to the name of Jesus Christ. But to do that, they need to know that we're Christians. It can't just be that they see, see that we work harder than everybody else. Because there are people that will do that because they want to get further ahead. I, I, I heard of a guy who was trying to, uh, he, he, he was a millionaire, he had made a, uh, actually he was a multimillionaire by the time he had uh, he'd made the video, but he was talking about how he got there, and he wanted to be a millionaire, make his first million by the time he was 29, he actually did it by the time he was 25. They talked about how he did it, he got a job, uh, uh, just running errands and, 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 and doing mail in this company, uh, but he found out when the boss came in, he found out the, the, that the, the, the two highest level uh, people at the, the CEO of the company came in later than everybody else and, and or came in earlier than everybody else and left later. So he made sure he did too. In fact, he made sure he was in their sight every time. He was doing it for a reason. Because he knew that one day, in fact it wasn't shortly a month a month or so later, uh, uh, he he heard the, the he heard the, the his boss working and doing something and, and and so he went, hey can I help you with anything? He was like, Yeah, who are you? And he said gave gave him his name, he was, is there anything I can do for you? Well, I'm here. And he says, he said, yeah. He goes, uh, uh, go print these out. Back and forth. And, and eventually he got hired as his personal assistant, the CEO of the company, from the mailroom. And then went up, went up from there. Listen, and he did it. Why? Because he had a goal of making a million dollars. And he did it. That should not be our goal. But we should be willing to work that hard. I'm not saying that we, we, we sacrifice our family time. By, I'm saying we do our very best, but we allow other people to know that we are doing it not because we love the company, but because we love Jesus Christ. They need to know that our faith is not in whatever company we work for, that our hope isn't in our, our 401k or whatever else has come along. Oh, our hope is in Jesus Christ, but we want to bring honor and glory to, to his name. And so, so we can't be closet Christians and there are, a lot of, there are a lot of people that are closet Christians at work. I watched a, uh, a, a, a Christian, there's supposed to be a Christian movie, and this person was struggling in their faith, and, and, and there was this person they were working with and that, that, uh, that they didn't realize was a Christian. And, and about halfway through the movie, it came out, and she's like, well, I'm a Christian. And she goes, I just don't like to, that should never be the case. That, that, that people around you don't know. Now, I'm not saying you go around uh, to everybody and you shove it down their throat. I'm saying that you live the life of Christ before them and share the gospel every opportunity that you get. But, but, you're, but, you're, but you're not beating people down with the Bible. Because you can do that too. And that will turn people off. We're to be good employees. We're to, we're to, we're to be, uh, have a surrendered allegiance. Our allegiance is to Jesus Christ, but we're to serve our employer as we serve Christ. Here we see also, verse 5, Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling and singleness of heart as unto God. 
Look at the next verse. Not with eye service as men pleasers. Not with eye service as men pleasers. What does that mean? When I worked for the fire department, this is something they, that uh, my captain taught me. He taught me that part of my uniform, not, it wasn't one of this, but it was a rag. And to stick that rag in my back pocket. And any time the chief walked in, grabbed that rag out of my pocket, and start wiping something down. He goes, because as long as when the chief's in here and he sees you wiping stuff down, they won't give us any more work to do. Because we're busy. What he was teaching me was to be a, to work for, uh, in eye service. As long as I was uh, as long as, and listen, it wasn't like we weren't busy. There were times when we were ridiculously busy. But as a firefighter, as a paramedic, there was a lot of downtime. There were times when we, if we didn't get any calls, we would go do our, our daily chores. Uh, the things we had to do, that stuff would all get done quickly. We could be done by 10 o'clock. I'd sit around and drink coffee all day and, and waiting for the calls to come in. And sometimes they never came in. Uh, that's not, that didn't happen very often, but sometimes it did. But as long as we had that rag in our pocket and the chief didn't come around sitting, watch, sitting there or watch us drink that coffee, he was wiping something down. He was happy. The captain was happy. And we didn't have to do anything. Paul says, don't, don't, be that, don't be that guy. Don't work hard just when the boss is around. There are some people that will come in early because they want the boss to see them. There'll be, there, there are some people, uh, they do it for that purpose. Uh, they're men pleasers. Uh, they're, they're looking for, for glory from some, uh, some higher up or some. Uh, they're not doing it for their coworkers because their coworkers don't want to work any harder than they do. But they're doing it for either for promotion or, or to, to, to make their bosses happy. Uh, but, but what we need as Christians isn't to be men pleasers or to work with, in, with eye service, but we need integrity. That no matter whether our boss is in the room or our boss isn't planning on coming in, we'll work with integrity. That the, 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 the strain, the, the work that we put in doesn't change whether or not the boss is around or whether or not he's checking in on you. Do you know why they put cameras everywhere? To watch you. There are cameras everywhere. They want to make sure that you're doing the job that you're supposed to be doing and it also protects them. There's, there are legal reasons why they do, do some of those things, and, and I understand that. Uh, but but it's, it's good to have somebody's uh, presence there. For years they worked for, for, uh, for an ambulance, local ambulance service, and they, uh, there, there were no supervisors. There, were, there was no anybody. We, uh, the base that I worked at was away from everything. And, and we, we got to live how we wanted to live. And guess what? We did. There were no rules. Uh, no, granted, there, there were rules. We, there were certain things we didn't do. But, but uh, we, as, long as, uh, as long as we got our calls done, as long as we, uh, uh, we, man, we could sit around and watch television, we could, and, and they'd say, well, you've got to clean the base. Well, nope, they're not going to come check on it. Who cares, right? Well, they, they cleaned last night. They didn't do anything. Well, they're not going to have to do anything. We sit around. Nobody would do anything. Why? Because we're all a bunch of lazy bums. But guess what happened when they started putting supervisors on the road. They had a supervisor, and he would drive from Waterville to Augusta. Guess what? Suddenly we had to start doing the chores and throwing up, taking out the trash and 
washing the floors and cleaning the bathrooms, and nobody liked cleaning the bathrooms. Those things got done. Why? Because there was somebody watching them. You didn't know for sure if they were going to show up. I can remember, I can remember one day when the boss showed up, like the, the head CEO, uh, before they had supervisors. That's why they got supervisors. He showed up one day. He said, when's the last time this was done? I'm like, I don't know. Now, I, I, I say this in one way. I'm thankful that at that time I wasn't living for the Lord because I couldn't put that on Christ. They didn't know me as a Christian at that point in time. The second time I went back, they did. And that was not the, the way that I worked. That was not the way that I acted. I served Christ. In fact, when I came back, they're like, what's wrong? You're, you're different. What's, what's different? I serve, a different, I serve a different boss, a different master. And so, so my, my heart changed, my desire changed. I, 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 I wanted to work with integrity, no matter whether somebody was looking over my shoulder or not. And we as, and we as Christians need to remember this very thing. I want you to understand this. Listen, you've been called to serve. Have you not? Now, whether or not you have a job and have a master on this earth, you have a heavenly master that you've been called to serve. Are you serving him? Have you listened to what he's called you to do? This is my last point. There's, there's, there's more to this, and we'll, we'll do it this afternoon. But this, this, I want to get this point across. As, as children of God, God is our master. Amen? What is it that God has called us to do? Not just us as individuals, but us as a whole. And as individuals. When I say individuals, I mean it's not just for one person to do, it's for all of us to do. Go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. What did Jesus tell the disciples before, just before he left? To tell the world. Did the disciples do it? They most certainly did. Why? Because Jesus said, because the angel said, just as he went up, one day he's coming back. And what did Jesus teach? That he could come back at any point in time. So they didn't put things off. They did exactly what he said. They, they went back to Jerusalem and they waited until they got the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1, uh, Acts chapter 1 verse 8, just like he had said, uh, and when, the, when the, 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 the Spirit had come upon them, that then they went into Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. In fact, uh, it says in the book of Acts that, they, that the world was turned upside down because of those 12 men. Now, not everybody was reached. And we're still under that same commandment. Do you know what we've forgotten? That the boss is watching. He knows what you did yesterday. He knows what you did last week. We preached on, on, on Wednesday. We preached on, on Luke chapter on Luke chapter eighteen. The last, the final verse. It says, "When when he returns, will 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 we'll, we'll Christ find faith on the earth?" I'm wondering if he's going to find obedience. Is he going to find a church 
When Christ comes back and resurrects, or resurrects the dead, uh, and the dead Christ arrives first, and we which are alive and remain, whether we're dead or will he find a church that is busy reaching people for the lost, or will he find us resting by the fireside? As a young person, uh, uh, and I've told this, my wife tells me I tell the same stories all the time. I'm sorry. I don't have any other stories. Uh, but but uh, uh, when I was a kid, uh, we, we lived in, in this place called New Philadelphia, Ohio. We lived behind our church, and it was like a half-mile long driveway. And you could hear, and you had to drive slow because it was big rocks in the driveway. So if you were at the house, you could hear somebody coming up the driveway, and they had to come really slow. So you had about 10 minutes before they got there. And so when my mom would leave and she'd leave us a list of things to do, I would procrastinate and not do any of them until I heard the car coming up the driveway. And, and, and then, then it would be me running around the house from room to room, throwing things in the trash, and doing everything, all trying to, in a rush to get it, get it done. Guess what? When that trumpet blows, you ain't going to have any time to run around to do what God's called you to do. The time is now. That's why Paul says, awake thou that sleepest, because we're falling asleep on the job. Listen, it's great to be, and we should be the employee of the month. We should be the one that our employer looks and says, man, I wish I had a hundred more people just like you. But listen, if you're going to serve your employer, but not serve God, quit your job and find something better to do. Because yes, we want to be a good testimony, but if we're never telling others about Jesus Christ, we haven't done what God's called us to do. Yes, we're we and again, I'm not trying to downplay what this is saying, uh, what Paul was teaching. We should do that and use that as a way to be a witness and a testimony. We should be willing to, to, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ in the workplace. Well, I could lose my job. lose your life yet but that didn't stop the apostles they may, they may come a point in time where you'll lose your job listen people are losing their job now because they won't get a, a vaccine uh, who cares in the end who, who's the one that takes care of us God so serve God not man study activity, not with eye service. As men pleasers. We're going to go into how this afternoon, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. We need to remember that above all, God is our master. on that this afternoon. Father God, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for your love and mercy and your grace. God, I thank you for your word. And, and Lord, these, these truths that, that honestly can be convicting. God, help us to be the best employees that we can be, Lord, and, and that the, the Christ would, would shine through in our lives and all that we do. Lord, may we, 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 we do it, Lord, when we serve our, or, or work for our employers uh, as as a uh, as we would work for you, but God help us to not only work for our employers, but God help us to serve you. God, the most important thing that we can do is to get the gospel out. Lord, help us to be that light uh, that we're to be. May you have your way with us this morning. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Head bowed.